0: If you've been told to pull up your socks, then make sure it's a pair of TNT socks. The TNT shop is now open at TNTradio.live. You're listening to The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Our government is out of control and needs to be brought
1: back, brought to heel. We, the people, run the government, we entrust politicians to run their offices in our benefit, to do the things for us that we, by virtue of the size of the country, cannot do for ourselves. Protect our border. Federal government's not doing that. Protect us from threats, both foreign and domestic. Government's not doing that. In fact, the government is importing domestic terror threats, importing them, and paying for them to come here. We are paying taxpayer, using taxpayer money to pay for airplanes to go down to countries in South and Central America and fly people who have no legal right to be here and then distribute them throughout the 50 states. It was done under Obama. And it's not just the federal government that's doing this. It's the state governments as well. The beauty of our federalist system is that states matter, and that if you don't like conditions in one state, you can go to the other. But some states in these United States are also completely out of control. California, Massachusetts, my home state of New York, and people are voting with their feet. If the census were held today, New York would have lost a lot more than two congressional seats. There has been a mass exodus out of New York, a mass exodus out of California, a mass exodus out of these states that seem to look to the European Union as some sort of utopian model to emulate. It's a disaster, and it's a disaster of our own making. We've got the FDA shutting down inquiries about DNA contamination in COVID 19 gene therapy injections we've got a judge in the District of Columbia that is refusing to allow criminal defendant Donald Trump from seeing the evidence against him it's almost as though we were back under King George and these people think they're all King George it's absolutely out of control and they need to be brought to heel they need to be taught because apparently. It's not a case of reminding them because apparently they never knew it in the first place. These people need to be taught who their master is. And that master is us. The government is supposed to work for us. But they've gotten it flipped around in the last hundred, 120 years. They think we work for them. And really, who can blame them? Congress has completely ceded most of its authority to the executive. It's just easier to have them do it. Let the professionals handle it. No, that's not the dynamic tension that the founders wanted between the Congress and the executive branch. The founders would be appalled to see how the executive branches balloon. We need to get rid of one third to one half of our federal agencies and our federal workforce. Democrats have always looked at... Government is a jobs program for their pals in a way to enrich themselves and their well-heeled donors, but it's gotten out of control. We actually have a Department of Education secretary who not only misquoted Ronald Reagan, he turned Ronald Reagan's quote on its head. He said exactly the opposite. He used Reagan's quote to make exactly the opposite point that President Reagan made. President Reagan said the most terrifying nine words in the English language are, I'm from the federal government, and I'm here to help. It was one of his classic wise cracks that got people learning by making them laugh. In this dope of a Department of Education secretary, was extolling what the department could do. We're from the government, he intoned, and we're here to help. No, we don't want your help. We want you to go away. We don't want the federal government to be running education coast to coast. It's an absolute disaster. Just look at the standardized test scores, which by the way, they've recentered twice. Little Johnny and Janie's SAT score, you have to add 200 points to that to see what their score, or you have to deduct 200 points from that to see what their score would have been back in the 1980s. Because they first, quote unquote, recentered it because scores were too low. Scores are too low. So what do we do? Well, we could lower the standards, or we could just add 100 points to everybody's score. Ah, let's just add 100 points to everybody's score and call it recentering. Okay, that's a lot easier. And that's what they did not once but twice young people today are morons and they don't even know it and it's not even their fault if you don't teach someone how to think it's not their fault that they don't know how to think education is supposed to allow you the opportunity not just to learn facts but to learn how to think to learn how to evaluate data think critically about it, and draw your own conclusions. But that's not what education is these days. Education is indoctrination. That's got to end too. I could keep going on, but we're out of time. You get the point. The federal government is out of control, off the rails, and needs to be brought to heel. I'm Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning. Are you enjoying listening to TNT Radio? Do you think we're doing a good job? Then please let us know. Why not leave us a like or positive review or comment on Facebook, Gab, or Getter? Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's News Talk, TNT Radio.
0: Talk that matters. For once, we just need to do what's best for the same country and not what's best for the world. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. A new
1: report from the New York Times cites two Intel officials who are sounding the alarm over an artificial intelligence firm that may give millions of Americans' genetic data to the Chinese government. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT Radio News producer, Adam Clark.
2: Thanks, Timothy. Yeah, this could be worrying. Uh, This is a company, the name of the company is G42. It uh, sounds like a robot character from a sci-fi movie. Uh, it's actually a technology company based in Abu Dhabi, and they claim that AI is a powerful force for good that will be a, quote, complement and enhancer to humanity, end quote, at least according to its website. It states that the firm offers cloud computing data centers and AI Research. The company, headed by CEO Peng Zhao, has worked with AstraZeneca, OpenAI, Dell Technologies, and Huawei. G42 also purchased $100 million of shares in. ByteDance, the Chinese parent company of TikTok, in June, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan and National Security Advisor Sheikh Taun Bin Zayed Al Nahain of the United Arab Emirates warned the White House that G42 appeared to be hiding the extent of its work with China, according to this report from The Times. At the time, the Biden administration pushed for the AI firm to cut ties with the chinese companies and even reportedly weighed issuing sanctions against g42 the outlet stated the cia and other u.s intelligence agencies have expressed concerns about the tech firm's partnerships with chinese companies officials sounded the alarm that g42 may be providing the foreign companies or the chinese government with millions of americans genetic data according to intelligence reports That's according to two officials, according to the New York Times. There's a lot of according here, too. Speaking of which, according to the Intel officials, the CIA compiled a classified profile on Zhao, but the document's conclusions are unclear. The Times noted... Excuse me. The Times noted that it is also unclear whether U.S. officials have shared their concerns regarding the AI firm with the American companies that have partnered with it. The outlet reported that G42 is at the center of the AI arms race between the United States and China. The CIA has flagged some concerns regarding the firm, such as G42's quote-unquote stack, or technology infrastructure, being built with assistance – from Chinese-based companies. Kathleen Waters, a deputy spokeswoman for the National Security Council, told The Times that the Emirates is a, quote-unquote, important partner. Waters further noted that the U.S. officials have communicated with Emirates and others regarding their, quote, strong concerns about the People's Republic of China seeking military and intelligence advantages through the acquisition of sensitive U.S. technologies and data which the Biden administration is determined to protect. (laughs) Sorry, I inserted the laugh. Uh, Waters continues, quote, this will continue to be a focus of intensive engagement with the UAE and many other countries, and we welcome progress to date, end quote. In a statement to The Times, Talal al Qasi, a G42 senior executive, said the company has partnered, quote, with various international technology players from around the world, end quote. He stated that the firm began talks with Microsoft last year to replace its stack. Oh, I'm sure that's much better. Al-Kaizzi said that G42, quote, remains in full compliance, end quote, with U.S. government regulations and that it is, quote, partnering with leading companies and institutions with shared values and developing responsible AI solutions, end quote. Timothy, whose values are we talking about when they say shared values? I don't think they're yours or mine.
1: I don't share those values. Yeah, I don't think you do either. Likewise, Adam, you got to watch their language, okay? They used to talk about the common good. We're doing this for the common good, meaning we're doing this for the good of everybody. But if you'll notice, that has subtly changed in the last few years. They now talk about the greater good. Well, does that mean greater in a better good than another good? Or does that mean mm, greater for me, not so good for you? I think it's the latter. This greater good. And if you'll notice, it's it's all of them. It's the commies and, you know, it's that communist member of the Irish parliament saying, all law is a deprivation of your rights. That's what law is. And we're just doing it for the greater good. Yes, we're going to take away your rights and we're doing it for the greater good, meaning, you know, we're doing it to make your life better. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're doing it to make your life better. So who decides what's greater? Who, who decides who gets the greater of the rights, right? It's always them. And it's always them that ends up getting the bigger piece of cake. Imagine that. Oh, we're doing it for the greater good because my good is more important than your good. So you got to watch this this manipulation of language. And I'll be honest with you, AI has terrified me for 30 years. I knew what they were doing over at MIT's Media Lab. I was a neuroscientist, is an undergraduate. I mean, that's my degree is in biology with a minor in psychology, but really my focus was on neuroscience. And I knew what they were doing over there. They were initially modeling simple neural networks back in the Late 80s, early 90s, it was all neural network research. How can we mimic with computers a neural network? And with the ultimate goal of making machines smarter than human beings. That was the whole point of the IBM supercomputer, Big Blue, playing world chess champions. And the human always won until just recently. And now the human can't win. Human can't beat a machine at a game of chess because it used to be that the human could use intuition, could forecast, could predict, but machines are awfully clever if programmed correctly. And now we're at a point where a machine can't lose at chess. And also the game of Go, the Chinese strategy game of Go. For the first time ever, computer just beat a human being. The computer can draw upon the entire Internet for data, for information. And one of the oldest expressions in computer science is garbage in, garbage out. We all know that there's a lot of garbage on the Internet. Look at how many websites and news articles are still calling the 2020 election. calling the 2020 election a stolen election is thoroughly debunked or a conspiracy theory. Look how many are still saying that the COVID-19 genetic therapy injections are safe and effective. There's a lot of garbage out on the internet. And what's scary is the idea of AI using misinformation and malinformation to draw its conclusions and us not being able to stop it.
2: Yeah. Uh, There's actually been a lot of news in the Department of Artificial Intelligence today. And it is interesting that I believe in two days, November 30th, uh, is the one-year anniversary of OpenAI's release of ChatGPT to the world. So we've been fully immersed in that experience for almost 365 days now. Um, And again, a lot of stuff with the the AI talk. But here's what I'm concerned with with this particular report um, is the fact that there's There's not a lot of mention. There's not much meat, even in the uh, the full report from The New York Times uh, here about what exactly do they want with the genetic information? What are they going to do with it? They're more concerned with oh it's china is going to have it and then they present this alternative like oh well the solution is we're we're not going to let china get their dirty hands on it but instead we're going to go ahead and just put it in the capable hands of silicon valley big tech no no thank you let's not do that i agree with you on that it's a bad idea i keep
1: coming back to every hollywood b movie horror movie from the 50s and every james bond movie had a megalomaniacal scientist or corporate executive as its bad guy. And I'll just leave that right there for you to ponder. Thanks for another great story, Adam. You're listening to The Reckoning on TNT Radio.
0: Rick Munn on TNT Radio. There was a a statement that I
3: saw last week that I thought was quite interesting from one of these uh, web spokespeople, the World Economic Forum spokesperson. And one thing that she said that I thought was quite interesting was she said, you know, um, there is been a little bit of a tail off with people buying into the vaccine narrative. And she blamed that on people like us spreading so-called missing disinformation. She said that climate change was a little bit too much of an abstract concept for people to really grab and get their heads around. So that's not really taking off the way they want to either. And then she said something very interesting. She said, you know what? When the water crisis comes, people will understand that because it's simple and everybody needs water. And if you don't have water for a few days at a time, you'll know all about it. So maybe, you know, we're hypothesizing a little bit about what's what it's going to take to grab people and bring them back on board
0: again with a world economic forum type narrative. Could this be what it is? Locked in loaded with Rick Mon on today's News Talk TNT Radio.
4: I wanted to alleviate my pain. I also didn't want to be who I was. I always just felt like there was just something wrong with me, and I was trying to figure it out, and I used the internet to help me do that. Seemingly out of nowhere, we've suddenly seen a huge spike in media depictions and social media depictions of transgenderism. It's even reached the mainstream advertising world. The people who are consuming this are children, 13, 14, 15 years old, and it's so easy for them to literally be groomed. I just woke up one day and looked at myself in the mirror and asked myself, what the heck am I doing?
0: When trans-identified kids
1: are referred to specialized gender clinics, they're often told that they're going to get comprehensive, multidisciplinary mental health assessments. We know that that's not true. I was easy to manipulate.
0: The ideology that has become dominant at these clinics is that trans kids know who they are, and therefore to question them is completely taboo.
2: My childhood was ruined. Who's there for their detransitioning? Nobody.
4: Nobody would help me because they had more concerns of me reversing everything did this thing to alleviate this gender dysphoria that wasn't there before but you made it into a problem and now your body image issues are worse
1: that's not supposed to happen
4: what do we do now
1: D trans the dangers of gender affirming care for more information go to prageru.com
0: the net zero con will leave millions of citizens dependent on state handouts it isn't a theory it's an agenda there is no climate emergency on air 24 7. this is today's news talk radio TNT
1: Dinesh D'Souza is a political policy advisor commentator author and for the last 10 years filmmaker his films have exposed malefactors and government out of control they include America imagine a world without her Obama's America Hillary's America death of a nation Trump card and most importantly, 2,000 Mules, and his new movie, Police State. Let's take a look at the trailer.
5: We honor you, Father, for all that you do for us. Chief Division Counsel and DOJ have approved a no-knock breach. We want the subject to be on
1: display. Doing the walk of shame, full visual impact.
0: Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? The government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. For the first time in my life, I'm saying to myself, am I gonna get a knock at the door?
1: FBI warrant, come to the door now!
0: The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. These individuals have commissioned the biggest propaganda play in U.S. history. They don't go after the people
3: that rigged the election. They go after the people that want to find out what the hell happened.
0: We don't need to have a crime. What we need is a person to look at, and then we go find out what crime you did. FBI!
5: Our focus is shifting. Our main priority as a bureau is going to be domestic terrorism.
1: It really paints anybody who's right of center. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic,
0: they define you as radical. These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with.
5: We can do anything we want.
1: Dinesh welcome I'm very excited about this new movie I think of all your all your movies have been important they've revealed things that needed to be revealed but 2,000 mules exposing one of the ways just one of the ways that the Democrats cheated not only in 2020 but in 2022 as well but police state should terrify everyone and I would argue that it's not a question of whether we're going to become a police state We already are. I said in my essay tonight that the federal government is out of control and needs to be brought to heel. We've got the FDA shutting down investigation into DNA contamination of the COVID-19 gene therapy injections. We've got Judge Chakra in Washington, D.C. denying President Trump subpoenas for the January 6th committee notes saying as a criminal defendant, he has no right to see the exculpatory evidence against him. I could go on, but we get the picture this is a terrifying time in America I agree and I also think that the movement
4: excuse me toward a police state has occurred with surprising rapidity we've seen pretty much uh, all the basic rights enumerated in the Bill of Rights eroded one by one free speech freedom of conscience right to assemble right to petition the government for grievances equal rights and equal justice under the law I mean i don't think
1: anyone could say that any of these rights today is completely secure well it's almost as though they used the first amendment the second amendment the fourth amendment the eighth amendment as a checklist on what they wanted to abridge you know starting with is the trailer just showed shutting down churches during covid
4: yeah i think the pretext has varied some of this started with 9 11 and the fear public turning over powers, police powers to the government and saying, listen, you can now expand your surveillance uh, uh, powers and so on. Obviously, all with the intention of going after Islamic terrorists. But now those same powers are deployed against conservatives and Republicans and patriots and Christians. And then, so whether the pretext is 9-11 or COVID or January 6th, the pretext may vary, but the
1: movement is in the same direction. Well, never let a crisis go to waste, right? A friend friend of mine jokes, you can always tell the FBI agent in a traditional Latin mass because he's making the sign of the cross upside down and backwards. And we have to laugh, but it's a nervous laugh because they're there. They're violating our rights and they're going after our second amendment rights by buying up all the ammunition. We have federal agencies that have absolutely no business being armed, armed to the teeth. And that's a real concern as well. Yeah, I think that the
4: aggression of the left and of the Democrats is in large part provoked by the passivity of the Republicans. So Republicans by and large are, you can do this to us, and uh, we'll even vote 70 of them re- voted recently to give 300 million dollars to the fbi to expand and build a new facility in washington dc and this comes weeks after the fbi is quoted in newsweek saying we have now created specific categories targeting uh, maga meaning make america great again targeting republicans so the very people who are the targets of the fbi are boosting the ability of the fbi to target them This makes absolutely no sense. But whenever you have enemies who are this dumb, uh, you're going to feel like you could keep doing what you're doing with with impunity.
1: Well, and that's the history of aggression, isn't it? (laughs) Passivity is always met with more aggression, not less. Once you know you can roll somebody, you know, once you know you can get Johnny's lunch money, you're not just going to take it on Monday. It's going to be a Monday through Friday exercise week after week right and therefore I'm just delighted
4: to see uh, just starting now ways in which people are starting to push back against all this there's an important censorship case that will go before the Supreme Court uh it won't do, that won't happen till the spring so there's a lot of censorship that will continue between now and then the legal process seems to move you know quite glacially at least for my taste but nevertheless, at least it's coming up. The Supreme Court will have an opportunity to deliver a pretty major dropkick, if it wants to, to censorship. That will be a good thing. Uh, And similarly, there are other efforts underway that I think are promising, but so far it's been very dismaying to see the America that I came to uh, as a teenager. This was in the late 1970s, the sort of sense of exuberant possibility, the sense of having these unalienable rights, as the founders called them, that they were they're not subject to political negotiation it's been dismaying to see that we just don't
1: live in that America anymore it is a shame and there is a group calling themselves the Cyber Threat Intelligence League or CTIL that has just released a bombshell report that rivals the Twitter files in which United States and United Kingdom military contractors right so not the government itself but the contractors created a sweeping plan for global censorship in 2018 this is not just a united states problem this is a problem that literally spans the globe it does
4: and and so halfway through the film police state i'm talking about covid and i go wait you know you see that a lot of the same repression is occurring in canada in australia in new zealand all across europe And so we start discussing the specter of a police planet. This is much scarier than a police state because in a police state, you can always think, I'll get out, I'll get my family out, I'll get my money out, I'll go elsewhere. But if you're dealing with a police planet in which your only choice is, hey, do you want Chinese style tyranny or do you want Western style tyranny? I mean, that is a, a much more nightmarish scenario because there's no place to run to.
1: It is. And as Ronald Reagan said, if America falls, where will people go to seek the flame of liberty? Stay with us after the news, because there is hope on the horizon. You're listening to TNT Radio.
0: Now, TNT Radio News.
1: I have huge news. news. Are you ready for it? Yeah, do it. For TNT
4: Radio News, this is James O'Neill. Ukrainian resistance in a flashpoint industrial town is near a breaking point amid renewed Russian onslaughts. Russian forces have redoubled their efforts to surround and capture the eastern town of Ovdivka, according to a local Ukrainian military official. Four large Quebec public sector unions say they will strike for a week in December in an effort to accelerate contract negotiations with the provincial government. Hunter Biden is prepared to publicly
1: testify before the Republican-run committee investigating his father's alleged influence peddling.
0: We're the pinup boys and poster girls for free speech. We just don't look as impressive as Vladimir Putin shirtless on a horse. Yeah. 24-7, 24-7, 365, we never stop sifting fact from fiction, misinformation from the truth. From government overreach, to the latest on mandates, big tech censorship, to propaganda gone mad. Listen to TNT Radio and get the news and views direct from our expert presenters and commentators anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's News Talk, this is TNT Radio.
1: Ganesh, you rightly criticized Republican politicians for their passivity. Brooke McGowan and I stood up MAGA Institute in 2019 to both vet candidates to determine who was really America first and who wasn't. For example, this Jamoke out in Colorado that's putting himself out there is a MAGA Republican when it turns out he's he's actually not that great a guy. So we're, we're trying to give people information that they can use in the ballot about booth but most importantly we're trying to light a fire under him to get him going get him up off the couch I keep saying now's not the time to roll up your uh, ro- uh, throw up your hands in frustration but roll up your sleeves and get to work that's what we need and it's it's happening it's happening here in the United States but it's also happening around the globe it's happening in Hungary with Victor Orban it's happening in Poland it's happened now in Argentina with Javier Malay it's happening up in Canada And it's even happening in Ireland, where my people hail from. And nobody condones the violence that took place in Dublin over the weekend, but we can certainly understand it. And as I said yesterday, it's about time the Irish got their Irish up and started pushing back against their government, selling out their country from them.
4: Yeah, we're seeing the emergence of a global right. And that is a new phenomenon because... um, For many years, I would notice that there were deep connections between the left uh, all over the world. I mean, the left in Canada connected to the left in America and Europe and even South America. There was a kind of harmony, a consistent agenda, a certain thrust, suddenly an issue like climate change appears over here. Suddenly leftists all over the world are promoting climate change. Um, whereas there was no equivalent global right, there, were, there was a right in the United States, but it didn't have a lot of co- in common with the right elsewhere. Now This is beginning to change as people around the world are beginning to see that there is a global elite trying to inflict a certain way of life on us and do it by force. So I'm glad to see that there is some global pushback
1: against the police state. And it's funny, you you talked about the rapidity, which this has happened. A lot of that is driven by technology. A lot of it's driven by the fact that there was blood in the water. They smelled weakness because the Republicans weren't pushing back. But I always remind people how quickly we went from the carrot to the stick during COVID. How quickly we went from get jabbed and get a Krispy Kreme donut, get jabbed, get a burger and fries in New York City, get jabbed. And in Ohio, you can win a lottery ticket for a chance to win millions of dollars to almost immediately, overnight it seemed, get jabbed or get kicked out of the military, get jabbed or lose your job, get jabbed or do not participate in society, do not travel, do not exercise any of your God-given rights. We went from the carrot to the stick extremely fast we did and I think that um it's important for people to know that
4: tyranny doesn't come in the cartoonish uh way that it does in the movies in the movies where you see a bad guy he's incredibly ugly he's got a really weird mustache he's got a very suspicious look he's wearing a trench coat and so people look for evil in those stark colors and I think even today if you asked Americans police state they'd be like "Yeah, oh, you know Stalin overcoat Hitler mustache no uh American tyranny won't look like that it won't sound like that it'll come in an American accent wrapped up in slogans of Americana uh part of my challenge in this movie police state is simply to recognize that our police state marches behind the banner of saving democracy and upholding the rule of law and affirming freedom and protecting truth from misinformation and disinformation so part of my job in the film is to strip away the facade and pull the veil down so people can see the naked brutality of the
1: police state it really is brutal just ask any of the January 6 prisoners that have been in DC jail awaiting trial and you're exactly correct my son was three years old, maybe four years old, when we captured one of the uh, terrorists behind 9-11. And there he was in a t-shirt looking scraggly with the an overgrowth of beard and unkempt hair. And he was on the front page of the Boston Globe. And my my little boy said, hey, dad, is that one of the bad guys? And I like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> that's, you know, cause that's what bad guys look in cartoons. But I always think back to how Ann Rice described the devil in memnock the devil said the devil doesn't have horns and a forked tail he'll come in a tailored blue brooks brothers suit with a suave smile and platitudes you know the, the greatest trick the devil ever played is getting people to think that he doesn't exist and when he does appear to us he appeals to us there's a reason he's called the deceiver people do not shrink away from him in horror because he's giving them everything that they think they want. And that's what this government is doing. And that's what governments around the world are doing. They're telling us here, this is for the greater good. And as I mentioned in the news article, just before you came on, it's interesting how the language has shifted from the common good and us talking about the common wheel to now they're talking about the greater good. Well, greater for whom? It always seems to be greater for them and not for us
4: well yeah if you know if someone is taking a 20 dollars bill out of my pocket and putting it into somebody else's pocket it's a little hard for them to convince me that this is for the common good I mean it's for that guy's right. good and obviously going to impose a cost on me so they need to frame it in a somewhat different way I think you know you mentioned something very interesting about about the devil and about the sort of face of evil one of the questions I wrestle with in the film and, and, you know, I'm talking about the film in a philosophical level. The film obviously deals with, uh, a lot of it is, is I show whistleblowers, I show um, informants, people who explain the architecture of the police state, the origin of it. I also uh, feature a lot of ordinary people who have come face to face with the police state. But one of the questions I do try to answer in the film is, how can you get, how do these agencies, the police agencies of the government, whether it be DHS, the Department of Homeland Security, or the FBI, uh, how do they get decent people to do very indecent things? Because that's part of the genius of a police state. Is it? It's not all made up of really evil people. There are some evil people, but they also find a way Uh, using the techniques of bureaucracy. They operationalize their tasks and they get decent people to think, oh, listen, I'm just doing this because I've got a job to do. I want a promotion. Uh, I want to be seen as a team player. I want to be one of the good guys. I want to be able to, I don't want to be seen as a troublemaker. I want to be able to retire with a pension. And those mundane, bureaucratic, very human motives are deployed
1: to some very nefarious purposes by uh by police states or even more insidiously they honestly think that they're upholding the constitution it almost reminds one of curtis lemay in order to save the village we had to bomb it and, and and flatten it that's what they're doing they're effectively shredding our constitution and they're doing it under the belief that they're saving the constitution the the gaslighting and the projection is out of control they're getting it from above we saw during COVID. People say, I don't want to get jabbed. I don't, you know, but I need to for my job, for my pension, for this, that, the other thing. My heroes have been the ones that said no and suffered the consequences. You are the poster boy for a weaponized government. You get together with some friends to donate to the campaign of a college classmate and they criminally prosecute you. I don't recall any criminal prosecutions lately for the hundreds of millions of dollars that have illicitly flowed into the Democrat Party.
4: No, and I mean, right about the time of my case, Rosie O'Donnell, um, you know, the um, Rosie O'Donnell, whom we all know, donated uh, in violation of campaign finance laws to five separate candidates. And we also know that she intended to do this because every single time she changed her name slightly, it was Rosie O'Donnell with an apostrophe, and the next time there was no apostrophe or she used a different address. And so this was a flat out case. This is really, and yet no charge, no conviction, no prosecution, absolutely no consequences whatsoever. So this is really what we mean when we talk about selective targeting and selective prosecution, because see, justice isn't just a matter of whether you did it. Justice is also a matter of is the penalty proportionate to the offense? And did other guys who did the
1: same thing receive roughly the same penalty? And was there ski enter? Did you know that you were committing when you committed the crime? They say that politics is downstream from culture and culture has certainly tried to warn us, right? We had... 1984 george orwell was warning us huxley was warning us a brave new world was warning us and these guys didn't take it as warning they're kind of using it as a roadmap, map aren't they
4: yeah it's for me it's been really shocking to see the way in which people make blatant um uh, appeals to to tyranny and they do it uh with without a sense of bashfulness it it could be that they are aware of history. Like you say, they're aware of these warnings and the, the warnings far from deterring them inspire them. Um, or it could be that they have just lost, they've become unmoored from the bloodstained history of the 20th century. They don't think that any of that could possibly happen, or uh, they think that they are the benign tyrants. In other words, Uh, generally tyrants come into power and they think, well, I'm not going to go around. I'm not going to have that kind of evil look. Uh, This is tyranny for the public good. So they they straight-facedly argue for these things because they believe that the world would be a lot better
1: place if everybody simply listened to them. Yeah, and that's what Green Party uh, member Pauline O'Reilly said in the Irish Parliament. We're restricting freedom for the public good. They do believe it. And COVID was another example of how East Germany could have the Stasi rise to power because they had a network of citizen informants. Well, we had exactly the same thing during COVID, especially out in Hawaii. I'll give you the last word. How can people find this important new movie, Police State? Because we want to push this out as much as possible.
4: Well, there are many attempts to block us. Um, Amazon, for example, or Walmart won't sell our DVDs. But our website is policestatefilm.net, policestatefilm.net. And the good thing is there are multiple platforms from which you can stream the movie. It's in streaming, so you can stream it on any device, including a big screen TV. And there are also a couple of places to buy DVDs. So go to policestatefilm.net. It's all up there. You just click and order. Kind of a good idea to stock up for Christmas. I think if you share this
1: movie with other people, they'll be grateful you did. Absolutely. Folks, buy 10 copies, one for yourself and for nine for friends and family. Dinesh, can't thank you enough for your time tonight. I'd love to have you back here on The Reckoning. Happy to. Thank you very much. Happy Christmas to you and Debbie. Stay tuned for TNT Radio for Dr. Mark Sherwood.
0: Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg.
3: Last week, Donald Trump took to Truth Social to spell out why he believes it's imperative that voters pull the lever for him over Joe Biden in a little less than a year from now. The stakes in this election could not be higher. Next November, you have a choice between war, poverty, and weakness under crooked Joe Biden, or peace, prosperity, and strength under President Donald J. Trump. Just three years ago, our economy was booming, the world was safe, and America was strong. And now? Under Crooked Joe Biden, the economy is in a shambles and the world is going up in flames. Real incomes have gone down by $7,400 per family. Under Crooked Joe, gas prices are 4 5 6 and $7 a gallon. Cumulative inflation is nearly 20 percent, and mortgage rates are pushing a brutal 7 percent, 8 percent, 9 percent, 10 percent, and you can't get the money. And that's not the worst part. We have war in Europe, we have wars in the Middle East, and we are stumbling into World War Three. That's what's going to happen with this leadership, because they don't know what they're doing. The contrast could not be more stark. And all of what you just heard couldn't be more true. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Ballsburg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern,
1: right here on TNT Radio Vision. Prescription drug pricing points to corporate mouth. Freedom of the press is about your right to know. To athleticism. It's about your right to be informed. Today, no. there are real threats to press freedom. Areas. And your right to know about the world around us. We must protect our right to know, no matter what kind of news is important That's to you. Question. Before it's too late, Understand the threats, protectpressfreedom.org.
0: Welcome to The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: Dr. Mark Sherwood is a staunch advocate
0: for states' rights
1: and sovereignty, a retired law enforcement officer. He retired after 24 years with the Tulsa Police Department where he logged a decade of courageous service on the department's SWAT team. Dr. Mark is about leadership and not politics. He believes in being informed and taking personal responsibility for our lives, then being a positive force for change in our communities and our nation. I'd like to welcome back to The Reckoning our very good friend, Dr. Mark Sherwood.
5: Timothy, thanks for having me, man. It's always good to to be back with you. I'm honored to be here with you.
1: Mark, I was just speaking with Dinesh D'Souza about his new movie, Police State. -hmm. It's a global phenomenon. It's scary, as Dinesh said, how quickly it's all coalesced. We now have stories like FDA is shutting down the inquiry into DNA contamination of the COVID 19 gene therapy injections. Mm -hmm. The judge in the District of Columbia has denied Trump's petition, Donald Trump's petition, to subpoena the January 6th committee notes. So, denying him an opportunity to obtain exculpatory evidence. In a criminal case, we've got a whistleblower now showing that the United States and United Kingdom military contractors created a sweeping plan for global censorship in 2018, over a year before COVID hit these shores. These are scary times, and we're arrayed against some very evil forces.
5: Yeah, and interestingly enough, you know, as you mentioned, Timothy, at the out in the intro, uh being in law enforcement twenty-four years, I, I want people to really uh temper their emotions with the issue about all law enforcement is is bad. I can tell you unequivocally that the majority of those men and women and the organizations you even mentioned are outstanding, upstanding, honorable heroes that never need to buy another meal again if you get my drift. Right. But having said that. In the agencies in which you've made note of, those especially those three-letter agencies, these are politically appointed positions. Politically appointed positions are always ripe for politically appointed abuse, and that's the way it's always been. I can tell you from talking to people that I know that work in those agencies still that worked with me in the Tulsa Police Department, they can they'll tell me that that they're they are totally staunch advocates of conservatism constitutional protection, and they're gonna honor that at all costs, even with their life if need be, and they do every day. So with that said, I realize we're in an area of great treachery with law enforcement. But I also think that we need to sort of identify the leaders and really uh, work on replacing those leaders with people that are gonna honor the profession and honor the constitution.
1: Well, and that's the thing right there. I share your uh, good feeling toward most of the rank and file. In fact, at deploymentcigars.com, we directly support them with our red line and our blue line cigars. We we support both firefighter and police charities. But as I was just talking about with Dinesh, and he said the way that the left has created this global police state is by gaslighting people, getting them to shred the constitution, thinking that they're defending it by okay I don't agree with this but I've almost got my 20 in you know I don't want any law enforcement officer at any level federal state or local to have to defend my rights with his life or her life but I do want them to defend it with their pension the heroes for me during covid were all the nurses all the doctors all the executives and rank and file employees that said no I'm not going to allow you to infringe my rights. If it costs me my job, I'll get another job. Those were the real heroes to me.
5: Yeah, and you go back to you know what should our, uh, our, our nation look like? And we've talked about this many times on here. If people knew the constitution, they would understand that the sheriff is the highest ranking law enforcement officer in a county. And right. that county law enforcement officer supersedes the feds. And so the county could say to the FDA or the CIA, DEA, get out, and they could tell them legitimately to get out. You're trespassing. The states, the governors, if they had any constitutional awareness, could tell the, if they wanted to, those three of agencies, to get out. And But we're in a place now where they so federally dominated with money, uh, interwebbed communication and dependence. I don't see that happening, but I have been on a crusade as well of you to educate people on their true rights and that includes law enforcement officers. And I have been, as you know, way back in the campaign of governor, uh, yes. we uh, put on a big event here in Oklahoma, in my state, to educate the law enforcement officers, specifically the sheriffs, all 77 of them, to show up and learn. And to my sadness and horror, only three showed up. So there, there's there got to be a turnaround this, this somewhere. And I'm, I'm hoping that the citizens that are listening right now realize that Uh, The the true power of this country starts from individual persons like us.
1: It absolutely does. In fact, you know, I think if I were in Oklahoma, I'd be making those 74 sheriffs famous next election cycle. What they've done in New York state, they've undermined our sheriffs, right? The sheriff is not answerable only to the people. In in New York state, the sheriff is answerable to the governor. And they've done it through budgetary ledger domain. And, you know, that's not the way the system is supposed to work. Unfortunately, that's the way the system is here. We've got to work to change it. Even that said, even though the state is in charge of the sheriffs in New York, we had sheriffs and county executives in both my county of Madison County, east of Syracuse, and Syracuse County, Onondaga County, when they got the illegal mask mandate from the state, the second one, My county executive said, yeah, I don't have the manpower for that. I'm not going to be enforcing it. And our sheriff said, yeah, "Yeah, no, nope, not doing it. And likewise, in Onondaga County, the county executive said, I see your mandate and don't understand it. And because I don't understand it, I'm not going to be able to enforce it. And the sheriff said, you know, I don't understand it either. So we are getting some pushback, uh, but there needs to be more. And we need to, you know, not look at the... uh, amount of fuel that's left unignited we need to take that tiny ember of freedom and 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 blow on it and 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 channel it and and put some tinder underneath it to get the the fire of freedom roaring again
5: i love how you put that because as long as there's breath in our lungs we're going to have hope and there is there is double digit millions of people around this country they're there and they're listening some of them right here tonight and they know what we're talking about that fire burns in them and they're not going to give it up they are part of that roaring inferno that we've got to bring together once again and i have high hopes i mean i know where things are going as a country i get it but i go back to the people put the country to the side the people Timothy. the people are going to stand up and we're not going to see the end of freedom as long as we have that voice and that ring of freedom within the heart of people. And I, I submit there's tens of millions of people across this country that are not going to back down.
1: Well, at least 77 million of them, and probably more, voted for Donald Trump in the last election, the most in history. And it's not yep. just here, it's happening worldwide. We've got a great conservative candidate up in Canada now. We just had Javier Malay win down in Argentina. We've got Viktor Orban in Hungary. Mm-hmm. And even in my You know, my people's native land, our origination point, Ireland, the people there, the Irish have finally gotten their Irish up and they're realizing that the Irish government is selling the Irish people their country out from underneath them. And, And that's what we need. I know you're a religious man. You love the Lord. And I always remind people what the word inspiration means. It literally means to breathe into, to inspire someone is to breathe into them. And that's what we need. Most of all, we need the holy spirit to breathe hope into us because that is the greatest of the virtues there's hope faith and charity but the greatest of these is is hope and what we need to do is never get down never get despondent never lose sight of what's most important
5: yeah hope is the um the the flame that keeps the faith burning is what it is right it's just it just keeps us going and and we must never quit. And and I know that there's a lot of uncertainty out there, but if I can offer this for the the listeners tonight, um, as long as you're alive, hang on to hope. I mean, seriously, And I've got a little wristband. People might not see it, but it says hope dealer on it. And I want to be a person that gives people that, that thing. And I have to fight through this stuff as much as everybody else does. I don't want to be a perpetual stupid optimist, but we've got to fight we got to win. And I think on the election coming up, I, I think it's going to take 100 million, honestly, of voters yeah. to, to win. And I think we've got to, if you haven't voted in a, a primary and a general election, you need to. All of you do. If you stand for freedom, you need to get out there and get heard.
1: If you can line up for a sale on Black Friday, you can line up for a vote on Election <laughs> Day. Come
5: on. I agree with that. That's very true. What is more important? Getting... A few percentage points off of something that's highly perishable or losing the full price of freedom in an election. I think the second one is worthy of standing for.
1: It absolutely is. I never want to look back and have my grandchildren and great-grandchildren ask me what I did during the fight for freedom and not have a good answer. And Mark, I am proud and honored to have you as a brother in the foxhole right next to me. And your lovely bride, Michelle, on the other side of you, because she's a fighter, too. Folks, go to Sherwood.TV, get all the information that you need for both your physical health, your mental health, and your spiritual health. Lots of great resources at Sherwood.TV. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention it's Hollywood Night, and you've got a movie event coming up, too, right? Holy flicks. Tell us quickly about that, we We got 30 seconds.
5: Yeah, real quick, we've been in the movie production business for a number of years and um, honestly, we try to create these family-friendly movies and this is one of them, we're excited about that. Our premiere is coming up, but it'll be out here nationwide probably in the next four to five months.
1: Well, we're gonna have you on back again well before then. We'll talk more at length at that time. Happy Christmas to you and Michelle and to all the Sherwoods. That's it for tonight's Reckoning on TNT Radio. Stay tuned for the Havorye Morant Show. I'm Timothy Shea. Until next time, God bless you. God bless these United States. Keep fighting the good fight.